Lord, we pray today that by your Spirit, you would have your way. We pray today that as we come together and we unite, just like the apostles in the upper room, when they were in one accord, in one place, then suddenly you showed up. And we pray that there will be suddenlies in this place that we thought our life was going to be determined by our situations, determined by our past, determined by our failures. But you are greater than our situation, you are greater than our past, and you are greater than our failures. And you are a great God doing great things, not just in our lives, but in our church, in our families, and in this nation. We believe this so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. All right, so... If you've been here for the past few weeks, we, you know, I've been preaching a certain direction. Dennis preached uh, last week. How many of you were blessed by Brother Dennis preaching last week? Amen? Amen. All right. So I'm just going to kind of wrap it up, wrap up the past three or two to three weeks. And, and, and I believe as we go through these passages of Scripture, how many of you know that, you know, God is a God of purpose? He is a God of pattern? And when he does things, he does things intentionally. Amen? But you have to understand, what God does is good. So if there are bad things happening in your life, don't think, well, God is intentionally doing something bad. No. You know, the bad things are not the intention of God. We can see from the very beginning, everything God does, he does good. And he does it because he loves us. And He is a merciful God. And there's some things He does that maybe we don't understand. But how many of you know hindsight has 20-20 vision? Anong ibig sabihin nun? When you look back, you realize that all along God was working things together for the good. Whatever the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it around. Amen? There is nothing too difficult for our God. So we, were, we have been talking about that, I guess, that line. That we would be expecting God to show up in our services. We would be expecting God to show up in our nation, in our church, in our families, in our own personal lives. You know, recently we had an election. And, we, and many people thought that putting a president, the right president in place, would be the key to bringing change. And yes, would be the key to bringing change in our nation. How many knows having the right people in authority is a good start? Amen. Amen. And how many of you know that we need to pray for those in authority? Amen. But how many of you know that if you really want change, especially for a national, in the national level, it's not going to happen with one person? If we really want to see change in the nation, it always has to begin with, yes, with one. But that one is the, the person that you look in the mirror. The person that you see when you look in the mirror. See, true change begins with us first. Amen? We are so you know, convinced that dapat may pagbabago ang Pilipinas. Dapat ganito, dapat ganito. But yet, if we're not going to see that change manifest in our lives then it's, we're going to be frustrated because it's not going to happen on a bigger scale. And the only one that can bring true change is the, the Spirit of the God. You know, we can change our behavior, but behavioral change is temporary. 
If you want true change, it's got to begin with an inner change that only the Spirit of God can do. And when the person begins to change, then you're going to begin to see that change in your life. And when you begin to see that change in your life, you're going to be seen, begin to see that change affect your family. And now when you see your family begin to experience that change, that transformation that only the Holy Spirit can bring, then we begin to see change in our communities, in the villages, in the towns, in the provinces, in the areas in which we live. And then when we see our community, we begin to change. We begin to see our society begin to be affected. Our cities begin to be affected. And once the cities are being affected, city after city, being changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, then we will truly see, truly see change in our nation. And what do you call that when we see a change that is on that scale, not just an individual scale? We call that, in the church lingo, we call that revival. But I believe if you want to simplify revival so it's not too scary for people, I believe that we are after a move of the Spirit. The church is not just a religion, but the church is a movement. Why? Because movement, when something is in movement, it is constantly changing. And I believe as a church, we should be in that place. Na hindi tayo stagnant. Hindi tayo steady lang. Yun na tatawa ako minsan when I ask you, oh, kumusta ka na? Eto, steady lang. Have you ever heard that answer? What does it mean kung steady ka lang? means nothing is moving. Nothing is changing. Walang pagbabago. I don't know about you. you know, some, people, some of us may be afraid of change. But how many of you know change for the good is a good thing? And how many of you know when God is moving in our life, it's a good change? And as believers, we are not called to be steady. We are called to grow from go... Grow, grow, go, and glow. Parang serelak lang, no? Amen? You know, I believe that, that go, grow, ano? Go, grow, and glow. Di ba yan? Go, grow, and glow. I believe that's very biblical. Amen? You know, what happens with us when the Holy Spirit comes into us, we begin to experience a maturity. We begin to grow. Amen? So the Holy Spirit in us begins to cause growth in our life, begins us to mature. What does it mean to be mature? The Bible says it's very simple. To be mature is to be Christ. It's to be just like Christ. So maturity is taking us from who we used to be and every day being more like Jesus. Amen. And I'm not talking about an outward appearance because that's just going to be strange. That we would all end up looking outwardly like Him. But I tell you, what happens on the inside will begin to affect your behavior on the outside as well. So in Christ, you will grow. Secondly, go. What does it mean to go? Meaning, there will be an urgency in your heart to not remain where you are. A person who's excited can't stand still. Amen. How many of you like sports? When your team is winning, how many of you are so excited for that? You know? Amen. We get excited. My son was saying, Dad, stop shouting. 
I go, what? I'm, I'm watching the game. Stop shouting. I'm getting nervous. I said, Judah, get used to it, boy. When you watch sports, you cannot just sit quiet, especially when your team is winning and winning really good. And you know, kakain ka sa chili soon. Yes! Woo! I'm hungry. Well, let me tell you when you... I'm sorry if you're disappointed. I can't say maybe next year because we're going to win five next year. I don't know about you, but you know, but never mind. I don't want to do that now. But when you're when when you are so full of God, you just can't stop and stay still. You end up going. Where do you go? Wherever the wherever there is a need. So as we are maturing in Christ, we begin to have this unction, this calling that people out there need him. And maybe you would be the him that people are looking for. Who is him? Jesus. So there's a grow, there is a go, and definitely there has to be a glow. Because what glows is the light of Christ inside of you. And wherever God brings you, let me tell you, you will shine. Jesus said you are the light of the world. You are destined to glow. Amen? So hindi lang pang serelak yan, pang church na rin. Amen? We are all called to grow, we are all called to go, and we are all called to glow, to let our light so shine. So what happens here is that how do we know what to do? Well, I thank God for His Word. Amen? I thank God as we desire to have that work, inner working of the Holy Spirit in us, not again, not just individually, because let me tell you, once it's happening in your life, it's contagious. How many of you know fire is contagious? You know, Australia is such a beautiful nation. But in their summers, it's very dangerous because just one spark can cause forest fires. You see pictures of it in, in the news, not just in Australia, but in the U.S., areas where there's a lot of dryness. See, that's where fires work the best, where there is dryness. Amen? And that's where the Holy Spirit wants us to go and let our light shine and cause a fire to happen in a world, in a land, in a people that they are dry and they're looking for the truth. Many people have been shoved with facts in their life. Are you listening to me? Can you hear me? So many of us, we've been totally convinced of lies. Saying that a certain way and a certain thing. And, and that in the guise of acceptance, and everybody should just get along and everybody should just accept everything. We have been lulled to a false sense of security. And thinking it, we don't accept everything that we are not Christ-like. But the perfect example of Jesus is not the acceptance of all. Because Jesus stood up for what was right. Amen? He didn't accept sin. The woman caught in adultery, did he say, No, iha, okay lang yan. Bahala na sila sa buhay mga religious yan. Iha, okay lang yan. No, he said, I don't condemn you. But he didn't stop. He said, go and sin no more. He didn't say, I don't condemn you, so you can keep on doing what you want. 
Show them, lady. Show them, girl. You know, girl power. Nothing against that. But that's not what he said. He said, I don't condemn you. See, Christ came for sinners, which we were all once. Amen? All of us were once. But he did not come to leave us sinners. He came to change us. He came to transform us. Amen? Not into the image that the world is telling us we should look like, but into His perfect image, into His example. And let me tell you, it's a journey. So if you think, I'm not there yet, Pastor. Baka hindi ako Christiano. No, no. It's a journey. We're all not there yet. You know, Paul, the, the great apostle Paul said, not that I've already attained. I've attained. I'm not that I've already perfected. Not that I'm already matured. I've done so much, but I'm not yet there. But I press on. No matter how long he was in ministry, no matter how old he was, no matter how soon he knew he was going to depart, Paul said, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to be steady lang. Mga Christianos, wag tayo steady lang. Amen? Amen? We stand up for what's right. We know what's, for what is right. And we will contend for what is right. And let me tell you, that Spirit of God inside of us is really going to bring forth the true transformation that we are looking for. Amen? I'm just, I'm, I didn't even preach this a while ago. But I guess this is for somebody. Are you here? Somebody needs to hear this. You know, I, I, every time we get up here, whoever it is, either me or Pastor Ru or Dennis or, or, or Melvin or Pastora, whoever gets up here, we make sure that we don't just stick to our notes. It's good to stick to your notes, by the way. But sometimes there's just a leading because I may not know what's happening, but He does. I may not know what you've been praying to Him last night. Maybe some of you, I'm just going to be bold enough to say this. Maybe some of you came here and maybe you challenged God. Maybe some of you told God, God, if you're not going to speak to me today, I'm just going to end it. I'm just going to end it all. I'm, this, is, it's, this life is so tiring. I've been pretending for so long. And how many of you know when you're not being yourself and you've been pretending, it's tiring. When you carry weights, it's tiring. Yeah. And maybe some of you, before even coming here today, you're already telling God, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to give up. I I'm going to end it all. Brother, sister, if that's you today, I want to tell you God has heard you. And He's telling you today that He loves you. Amen. And don't quit. Don't quit. No, don't give up. Amen? And whatever lies have been shoved in your head and forced down your throat, I want to tell you, if you're really seeking true freedom, you can only find it in Jesus. Amen? And the true transformation only comes by knowing the truth. And one of the truths you need to know is God loves you. And He has a plan for your life. And that's a plan, it's a good plan.
And if you would trust him, if you would trust him, then you would be able to see that plan come to pass. Amen? Tell the person beside you, I told you we should have come to church today. Okay, how many of you know coming to church is a good idea? How many of you know being the church is even a better idea? What does that mean? Meaning it's, you're not, church is not limited to the cinema. You know, I said something earlier, and I hope it applies today. You know, church, coming to church, we, you don't come here to see a flawless performance. Kailangan pagpunta natin dyan, yung worship team, magaling ang tono, walang singtonado, kailangan lahat ng notes ma-reach nila. Kailangan pag nag-worship ako, tumaas yung balahibo ko. So worship team, kailangan mag-perform kayo. Ha? Galingan nyo. Ha? Kasi I've come here for that. Maaga ako. Bago pa mag-four, nandito na ako sa cinema. Gusto ko mangyari yan. Kailangan yung preaching. Kailangan serious pero nakakatawa. Ayoko ma-board pastor. Ha? Kailangan umayos ka. Diba? You know, I, you know nagbabayad ako para dito. Nagbabayad ka? Oo, oh, di ba pagkatapos may nagdadrop tayo ng pera? Nagbabayad ako, pastor, ha, para dito. Kailangan ayos ka, umayos ka, umayos ka. Minsan, yung iba dyan, sumisigaw-sigaw pa. Di ba? Gusto ko steady lang. Ayoko magulat. Kailangan yung aircon, tamang-tama lang. Ayoko pumaypay. Kailangan, yung upuan ko, pwede ako mag-recline. Di ba? Steady-steady lang. Kailangan mapansin yung damit ko. Yung mga welcome team dyan sa harap. Huwag mo na kunin yung number ko, yung ano ko. Yung... So we don't come to church for a flawless performance. We come to church for an empowering presence. Yes, the word will be preached. Yes, we will worship. Yes, we will see one another. And we love seeing one another. That's one of the best parts. Kailangan makita ko yung crush ko ngayon. Kailangan nandito siya. Kailangan wala siyang katabi. Ako na lang tatabi sa kanya. We're not here for that. We're here because we know His presence is here. And if we can just be in the right atmosphere and we can have the right expectation, we know that God can move in our lives. Amen? What are you expecting? What are you expecting? I believe everything God does is intentional. And when Jesus came on earth, the Bible says in the fullness of time, Jesus came. And Jesus didn't come just to start a religious group. He didn't come to start a cult or a group of men to just to follow him. Jesus began a spiritual, Holy Spirit-inspired movement. And I believe as we look at the Word today with the remaining 10, 15 minutes we have left, I believe that as we hear the Word of God, we can see this word as an example for us that we can learn and we can relate to. Because how many of you know the word is relatable? Yes, it is written by a people that have a culture that is not our own, a language that is not our own, and sometimes it is translated not in the proper form depending on what, what, what translation you are reading. Yes, it is a time that happened over 2,000 years ago. But yet the Bible says that the Word of God is spirit-breathed. It is inspired by the very author and creator of this world that we are living in. 
And let me tell you, our God allows the truths that go on there to be applicable even today. Amen? So let's look at John chapter 4. We're not going to read verse for verse because if we do, then you will need that chair because you're going to stay here a while. You will need to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. But we're not here to watch a movie. We're here to hear from God. Amen? In John chapter 4, Ayan, si Pastor magbabasa ng verse. Thank you, Lord, na may opportunity. John chapter 4, we see that Jesus, we see that Jesus desired in His heart from Jerusalem to go to Galilee. Jerusalem is found in the south of Israel. Galilee is found in the north. But it said that He had to go to Samaria. How many of you know, and if you didn't, I'm telling you today, that the Samaria is not on the route. It is not the route that they would take going towards from Jerusalem to Galilee. It is way out of the way. But the reason why Jesus did that was because He was going to meet one woman. And we'd love to let you know today that one is important. And that one begins with you. Could you look at the person beside you and say, you are important. Come on, somebody, don't look at me. I know I'm important, but don't look at me. Look at somebody. Amen. Every one of us is important. And that is why we have been encouraging you to bring at least one person. Don't just tell them to come to church. Bring them. Why? So they can hear a sermon, so they can worship, observe a performance. No. So that they may encounter a living God that wants to bring change into their life. My prayer is that whenever you come to church, whenever you come here, that you would have that encounter with Him. Not with me, with Him. And from that encounter, it will fuel your life and really bring change. So they went to Samaria... And, and it says there that Jesus was sitting with His disciples and His disciples said, Lord, are you hungry? We're going to get you some food. In other words, para kang nasa opisina, tumayo kayo, ano, kakain kami, bibili kami dyan sa tabi. May order ka ba? Sige, sige, bahala ka na. O sige, alis mo na kami. Dito ka lang, kamabantay dito. So they all left Him. He was alone. And as He was sitting there alone, how many of you know that God is into divine appointments? There was a divine appointment waiting to happen with this woman. And this woman came and this woman saw him and she was surprised that Jesus spoke to him because culturally women don't talk to men. Culturally, Samaritans don't talk to Jews. Culturally, lay people don't talk to rabbis. So many hindrances. But yet Jesus broke every hindrance because he approached. See, religion puts hindrances for us to come to God for our performance so that He would accept us. Jesus broke every religious mindset because He didn't want, it was not us going to Him, but He came to us. Why? Because He loves us. For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. Amen? Amen. Here's this woman, and Jesus began to tell her everything about her. She was so amazed with what was going on. The disciples come back with their food. 
and they see Jesus talking to the woman. The woman is so amazed with what's going on. She leaves Jesus, runs away, and Jesus is like sitting there looking all happy with this encounter. The disciples are like, Hey, Master, what's going on? Why are you speaking to her? We have food. The food's here. And Jesus said something, and I want to read it so we don't get off in the what Jesus says. It's good to repeat what Jesus says the right way. Amen. Amen. So in, in John chapter 4, they said, Rabbi, eat, verse 32. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, his disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Come on, guys, you were with each other. Sometimes you matter on disciple because of Has anyone? Has anyone brought him in? Jesus said to them, My food, I love this. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Meron ba dito katulad ko na parating gutom? Meron ba nakaka-relate dyan? Come on. Alam yung iba dyan, di halata eh. Pero meron ba dyan parating gutom? And it seems like the more you eat, the more mas gugutom ka pa. Amen. Parang there's just, ah, oh, never enough. You know, Judah, when you say, eat all you can, oh, anak ka ng tatay mo. Oh, eat all you can. He just loves that when you can say, there's no limit. Yes, Judah, whatever I want, whatever you want, oh, oh, so satisfying. Nice. He likes saying that. Nice. When you talk about food, nice. How many of you know that when you do the will of God, it causes such a, a not just a hunger for more, but a contentment. Amen? Yes, we get hungry, hungry in the natural, but when was the last time you were hungry for the things of God? I tell you, when you encounter the Lord, you will have that new kind of hunger birth in you. A hunger that food cannot replace or food cannot quench. It is a hunger to see the people, the lost, the harvest. He went on to talk about harvest. People being brought to the Lord. Jesus said, I've come to do the will of my Father. And the will of my Father is to seek and save that who were lost. And today, that is what's causing us to, to go. It is knowing that there is lost people out there in whom we were once lost too. But thank God Jesus found us. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus found you? You didn't find him. Don't think that I found the Lord. No, no. You didn't find him. He found you. You were lost. He wasn't the one lost. Let's get it straight. The one who is found is the one who is lost. We were the one lost. Therefore, we were found by him. Amen. Jesus found us. And thanks be to God, he did. But now, we have that hunger. And the more we spend time in his presence, the more we want to do his Father's will. The more we want to do the will of the Father in us. Amen. So he goes on to say that there's a food, there's food in the world, and something really so awesome happens. Ano yun, Pastor? Parang excited na excited ka. The woman goes into her town, and she starts, and, and listen, 
There was a reason why this woman was drawing water tanghaling tapat. Because nobody wanted to be around her. She was an outcast. And here was this outcast, this adulteress, this woman who had five husbands and the man that she was with right now was not even her husband. She had a reputation. But yet, when she came to town and talked about Jesus, it seemed that everybody began to listen. And she began to talk and talk and tell everybody about this man whom she met, this man who, who talked about her life, and this man who she believes was the Savior of the world. And all these people were listening. They were not shoving her away. They were not pushing her aside. They were not condemning her or branding her because she had something that made them want to listen. Can I tell you, you have something that people need to hear. And no matter how much they mock you in your workplace, in your school, Oy, si born again, nandiyan, no? praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. They can mock you and they can make fun of you and you can say, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Para kang si Jesus na napako sa krus, no? But yet I tell you, in their most time of need, Psst, born again. Ako po. Ako po. Ikaw, praise the Lord. Di ba close ka kay Lord? Pag-pray mo naman ako. May problema ako, pag-pray mo naman ako. Di close ka naman. Ikaw, mag-pray, brad. Hindi, hindi no. Pag nag-pray, baka masunog pa ako. Who do they run to? Who do they go to? The ones that they know has an answer. This woman had the answer everybody was looking for. But I love what happens, what it says here. They followed her. They followed her. And they went to Jesus. And they begged him. When they encountered Jesus for themselves, they begged him to stay two more days. And in verse 42 of John chapter 4, they said to the woman, So good. Now we believe. Not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. We ourselves have encountered him, and we know he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. You know what is the greatest fulfillment in life? When you are being used by God to bring people to have a personal encounter with him. Words are good. Preachings are good. Worship is wonderful. But an encounter with the living God is life-changing. David said, better is one day in your courts, one day in your presence, than a thousand elsewhere. Our desire is not just you hear awesome worship, not just you hear funny word not just you see your crush in the seats, but that you would experience a living God and that He would bring change to your life. Right after that, after Jesus stayed two days, the Bible says that He went on His way to Galilee. And when He came to Galilee, He came to a place called Cana. Everybody heard of this place called Cana? Cana was a place, and I've actually been there. I thank God for the opportunity. 
But let me tell you something about Cana. Cana is a really small town. It is not, it's in the Galilee area, but it's a really small town. And what it's known for is really what Jesus did in the wedding, his first miracle, when he turned water into wine. If you go, they actually have a huge, today, they have a huge church. A huge church or monastery in that place where you can go and this is the place that Jesus turned water into wine. And people would pilgrim from all over the world. And they would go there and they would ask a priest to give them communion. Or if they would have their own communion, they would do communion there because this is the first time water was turned into wine. And just outside there, you see multiple shops selling wine. This has happened over 2,000 years ago. Yet their whole economy and their whole culture and everything that they're known for was something, a one-time event that happened over 2,000 years ago. We have to be careful as Christians that we don't turn church into monument worship. What is monument worship? It's when something happens in a place and they build a monument. And every time you go to that place, you look and say, you know, in 1863, you look at the date it happened and you, oh, you remember. Sometimes it's good to remember, amen? But church is not meant to be monument worship. We're not meant to live on past experience. We are called to be a movement. And Christ and the Spirit of God is still alive today. Miracles don't just happen in the Bible. Miracles happen today. But the problem is because we've turned church into a monument worship, we no longer expect it. Yes, we know it's possible and we know it happened, but we don't nah, Dati yan, hindi na ngayon. Iba na ngayon, modern ng church ngayon. Pagandahan ng suot. Sino mukhang hipster, yan. Okay yan. Let me go to the church yung nakaka-jive ako sa mga tao. Come on. You know, if you look at the person beside you and you would think, wow, this is the farthest person in the world that I could relate with, you're in the right place. Why? Because church is for everyone. We're not branding church for, oh, you know, we're only for young people or we're only for this type of people. No, we're, Jesus came for every people. Amen? We're not, we're not going to limit what God wants to do in the church and who He wants to reach. We're not going to live on past victories. You know, Thursday we were praying and one of the things that God had really placed in our heart as we were praying Thursday for the service is a verse that Paul said, not that I'm already perfected or not that I've attained, not that, that dumating na ako, I've reached that point, but one thing I do, forget those things which are behind, letting go of those things, and I reach forward. Listen, if you're constantly holding on to your past, you have no hands to reach forward to what God has for you. Sometimes you have to let go. Come on, Elsa, sing it. Let it go. Sometimes you have to let it go. Why? Because there's something new waiting for you. 
Amen. Churches. And here comes Jesus. Jesus comes in. And the people were going crazy about him. But they always, they only remembered what he did with the wedding and the wine. And he says something in verse 48, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus said to them, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. See, guys, so many times we are so after signs and wonders and things that we, we miss out on what God is doing at the moment. And Edward, if you would come up, please, as we wrap up today. And that's where I want to take you today as we end this time. I want to take you to what Brother Dennis shared last week. Because this is the story right connecting to the story of last week. That there was a man who had been crippled for 38 years. And he would stay by this, this pool, this pool of Bethesda, which is called the Pool of Hope. And it was said of that pool that every time the waters were stirred, every time there was a sign, then there is an opportunity for people to be healed. And he would wait for the sign. Look at it, huh? Take note of what Jesus had just said, that unless you see a sign, you're not going to believe. And here was the perfect example of a guy waiting for a sign. But it begins by saying that in that time, they were celebrating a feast. One of the feasts. Now, when you talk about feast, there are three. Three major feasts in the Jewish tradition. Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. What does this mean? Passover, they celebrate judgment, passing over the angel of death. Pentecost, they believe 50 days after when the Holy Spirit, God, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Moses gave the law to them. That's very huge for Israel. And tabernacle would be the time they would enter into the promised land. Major significance for the Jews. Deliverance from the angel of death in Egypt, given the law by God himself, and entering into the promised land. Agriculturally, the time of Passover is the time of seed time. It's when they start sowing seeds. Fifty days later, they start to get their first fruit or the first harvest, which is Pentecost. And at the end of a few months, when all the fruit is ripe, when the harvest, again, what did Jesus say? What did he say to his disciples just, just before that? The harvest is white. When the harvest is ripe, they come in and they harvest. As believers, what do these three feasts mean to us? Passover is salvation. It's when Jesus, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth, shed his blood. So judgment of sin and death would not fall on us. 
Passover would be the day we receive the Lord and we are saved. What about Pentecost? It is in that time where the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. Under the new covenant, we are no, not under the law, but we are under grace. We are under the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit, the promise, begins to dwell in us. But what is tabernacle? Tabernacle may be a future event that has not happened yet with us. Maybe. Because people believe it's when the, Jesus would come again and there will be a new heaven and a new earth and God would tabernacle or live or dwell with them. But I believe Jesus' prayer kind of through that whole future effect off. When he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. John chapter 1 said, the word became flesh and dwelt. The word dwelt means tabernacle. Jesus was the tabernacle. He was God with men. Amen. God living amongst men. Something that has never happened at that in the history that God Himself would dwell among men. And Jesus dwelt among men. He was the feast of our tabernacle. And it so happened that during this time, people were gathered around a pool of hope. And Jesus went up to the man, knowing what was wrong with him, Jesus went up to him and He said, what are you believing for? Let me tell you, expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. What are you believing for, church? What are you believing for, church? Let me tell you, you don't wait to get to heaven, wait to get to heaven to see miracles. God is with us. God is with us. Jesus says, it's better that I go so I can send the helper the Holy Spirit, and He will tabernacle, dwell with you forever. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Amen? Here's this man. He said, how can I expect anything? Because his hope was wrong. He said, number one, no one will help me. His hope was in other people. How many of you know we can't put our full hope on other people? Why? You will just be disappointed. Number two, I can only be healed if I get in the water when it stirs. Their hope was in a sign. <laughs> How many of you know we're not should hope on signs? We should hope on the one who is the creator of miracles. Amen? And number three, I can't. No one will help me. I can't do it on my own. Many people are not expecting for miracles because you look at yourself and you think, why would God do a miracle? Sino ba ako? Let me tell you who you are. You are loved by God. You are precious in His eyes. You are great. You are His child. Amen? He loves you. He has a plan for you and He wants to do it. The question is, are you believing still? Jesus canceled every single, every single negative thought with just one statement. You know what? He said, take up your bed. 
get up and walk. Why? Because when you encounter a living God, nothing is impossible. Church, yes, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, can we believe for God encounters? Can you and I believe for God encounters? Amen? After that, he walked, he jumped up, everybody saw him get healed, and the religious were upset. And the religious were saying, hey, you cannot heal on the Sabbath. So they went and they wanted to take Jesus in. And Jesus said something was so amazing. He said, listen, I only do the things that my father tells me to do. I am his son and I only do what my father tells me to do. And the more they wanted to kill him. Let me tell you, don't let religion kill your expectation of God. Don't let religion kill God's move in your life. Don't let the past kill or wrong expectations kill what God wants to do in your life. They wanted to kill him. And guess what? Nah. You can't stop God. You can't stop God. Amen? I want to end with what Jesus told them. In John chapter 5, he says, verse 19, John 5, 19, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. For whatever the Father does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that the Father Himself does. And the Father will show the Son greater works than these. Oh, He will show greater works than these so that everyone would marvel. The Bible says, as many as believe Him, to them He gave the right to be sons and daughters of God. Do you believe Him? Is He your Lord and Savior? Then God is wanting to do great things in your life. And He said, even greater, what you've ever experienced before, I'm ready to do greater. Can you believe it? Come on, church. Can you believe for it? Can you? And you know what's going to happen? Everybody's waiting for this. Romans 8 says, For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons and the daughters of God. Why? Because when we show up, He shows up. And when He shows up, everything changes. Do you believe that, church? Amen? Come on, stand with me. Stand to your feet. Did you learn something today? Did you receive something today? Amen. Lord God, we thank you. But it all begins, all this begins with a simple decision. Do you believe? Do you believe that it's possible for God to still do miracles today? Come on, I didn't hear any amen. Do you believe for God to show up in your life? Do you believe to not be steady lang? Could you go beyond your monumental worship and really expect a move of God? Can you expect a move from God? 
Mahina. Can you expect the move from God? But before we, we pray for all of us, I want to give this invitation first. Maybe you've been coming to church. Maybe you've been experiencing monumental worship and you've never really experienced or you don't believe Nakarapat dapat ka maging anak ng Diyos. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've been coming to church for a while but I don't see myself as a child. Jesus came for that to seek and save those who were lost and take us from being just friends to family. If you're here today with everybody shutting your eyes, please, nobody looking around. If you're here today and you want to become a child of God, this is the beginning of your epic movement with God. Please lift your hands and say, Me, Pastor, I want to be a son of God. I don't think I am. I don't remember a time praying and receiving Him. I want to be a child of God. Thank you for your honesty. You may put your hands down. Church, let's pray together. And those of you who raised your hand, please repeat this after me, but don't say it to me, say it to Him. Amen. Say it out loud, please. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You for loving me that You gave Your Son, Jesus, to pay the price for my sin, forgiving me, cleansing me, changing me, but most important, made me a son, made me a daughter, made me a child of God. Jesus, I receive you in my life. You are my Savior, and now you are my Lord. I surrender all to you. Have your way in my life. Change me. Transform me. Make me more like you. Thank you for loving me. I love you. Holy Spirit, I am now your temple. Live in me. Dwell in me. I am yours and you are mine forever. I am part of the family now. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Home is Live podcast. Connect with us through Kumu, Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. Welcome home.